to the opera once now, and this Ooh. our clap was better than the opera claps. We've got we've got a classy person on our <laughs> podcast now. I'm cultured. I have been to one opera. It was one about a doll who comes to life. I did not fully understand it. Uh, but I had a great time getting dressed up and looking at yeah. other people who were dressed up. Aww. So hey. That's like all you can ask for from like a fancy person event. Yes, so. I wanna I wanna look hot and look at other people who are dressed their best in return. Yeah. That sounds like the dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a dream. <laughs> as much as I might wish that it were. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how I can get from like nice outfits to how devastating <laughs> this book was with two left to go after it. Yeah, like, yeah I know. I keep uh, I keep thinking this has got to be rock bottom, right? But no. Uh, no. <laughs> the bottom keeps opening and there's more bottom. Ah, uh, yes. The maw yawns <laughs> open beneath us each yeah. time we fall. Well, uh, w- welcome to Morphe. <laughs> welcome. Um, I'm Megan. I'm Carrie. We read book 52. The Sacrifice. Uh, the Sacrifice. We got two books left. Oh, boy. I know. This was the oh last boy. Axe book. I haven't been, uh, uh, I haven't really been paying attention to things being the last, like, sole narrator yeah. book, but the Axe one hit me. Because he's very well, good. this one. This one had a lot of, like, callbacks to his first book, where yeah. they, like, kept talking about him being perplexed by humans mm-hmm. and then being friends with them. And- yeah, and all the other times he's considered, <laughs> like, his balance between Andalite loyalty and loyalty to his friends. Yeah. It was it was really well yeah. done. I am really messed up about it. Yeah, I was also kind of sad, though, because Axe is, like, personality-wise pretty different in some way. Like... At least in terms of his, like, serious mode, he's completely different. Yeah. Which is sort of heartbreaking. So it's like, this isn't, this isn't the, like, young, starry-eyed, Bun-chomping like, boy. Baby. Yeah. We've he's come like to a... know and love. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And every time he, like, he recognizes that, too. So a lot of the, the not metatextual, but the, like, self-reflective moments of this book are him paying attention to the fact that, oh, I'm not a kid, even though if technically yeah. I'm an artiche. Or I would be a cadet. I absolutely am not. I've fought in more battles than a lot of war princes back on yeah. Andalite. So, uh, miss that bun boy. Gonna gonna have a hard time coming to terms with that My loss. My baby has grown up and I don't <laughs> like it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of grown-ups, I think this is the first book where we get confirmation that everyone is now in high school age. Yeah, they're technically high school, so which yeah. could be as young as, like... 15. Yeah. Oh, oh no, these could be 13 and 14 year olds yeah. still. I think I think eventually they tell us their ages, but uh it's all sad. It's no yeah. less sad if a 16-year-old is in this situation than like a, a 13 or 12-year-old. That's just all bad. Yeah, they're still all babies. Yep. Um Yes. You know what I didn't hate? What? The morph on the cover for once. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a good cover more. Yeah, Axe is turning into a raccoon and like it's fine. It's a little yeah. weird, but given some of the other morphs we've seen, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, this makes sense. This book did also have some good morph sound effects. Yes. There's one where, like, Axe is, I think, morphing human or demorphing to Andalite, and something, like, mm. crunches or cracks. So I was like, oh, oh my God. I forgot that canonically bones break and reset when you morph, but <laughs> that sure did remind me. What? Did it's sound a- effects stick out to you? Oh, when he, I think he morphs back to Andalite near the end to, like, prove to someone that Andalites are real or whatever, and his, like, 
he mentions that when his fur sprouts, it makes like a silvery oh, noise, yeah. like a tingle, oh, like a good. tingling noise. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that's like really cool, but also <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah. There's like a splort somewhere too. Oh, know, good, good old, old splort. It's been books. It's been years since we yeah. had the time. years. And it's been a thousand years since we've had the mental wherewithal to be like shocked by morphing sound effects. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm just grateful, which yeah. is sad, because <laughs> that used to be horrific, and right. now I'm like, oh. Now every time there's a horrible morph. morph sound effect on screen, nobody's dying in that second. Yeah. They're just morphing. They're just morphing. Nobody's, just... yeah, nobody's reflecting on the horrible nature of war and the inevitability <sighs> of death. It's fine. And the ways they've all been, like, morphed by this experience, <laughs> and they're all, like... <laughs> different my heart bones have been broken Ah! and my brain meat has changed size and shape in horrible ways my neural pathways have been scarred forever yeah those are not you can't grow those back when you're sorry to report yeah oh gosh oh gosh all right do you want to talk about this book yeah (laughs) we can do it we'll do a we talked about doing a nice chaser at the end so at the end we'll talk about some other fun stuff we've been reading and watching I think we both had to do a literal chaser yeah. before we finished this book. <laughs> we both had to independently go find something yep. full of joy. Absolutely. <laughs> so. so. Kids start uh, out. They're birds of prey. They're flying. They're bird. They're flying. They're watching the city. Um, and they think like, oh, there'll be like a little bit of yerk activity. But then they find out that, no, the yerks are like herding people into the subways and bringing them to the yerk pool. Yeah, like and, openly, like controllers yeah. with Drake and Beams and hork out in broad daylight. So if you had any hesitations about this being open warfare, mm-mm, yeah. we're there. Welcome to bad times. So... <laughs> Do you remember uh, K.A. Applegate's other series, Bad Times, and how the catchphrase was, welcome to bad times? Yeah, that's my, my new YA book We must series. have talked about Everworld like five times, oh right? And God. how the catchphrase was literally, welcome to Everworld. But uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I can't sidetrack us because I will never get back on track because uh, like these trains, these tracks are not yeah. taking me to a good place. So one of the few things that was sort of endearing, like, like cute instead of depressing about this book was Axe, uh, like, it starts out with just them watching this thing and then Axe is like, oh, wait, I'm not good at explaining. Yeah. Let me try again. Then he's like, okay, here's the rundown. We're animorphs. (laughs) Yerks are bad. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but he does go on a little tangent about how, like, on the Endolite homeworld, uh, they wouldn't like... Uh, getting the, the, like, the, um, auxiliary anamorphs, like, he mentions, like, oh, oh yeah. Like, world. He talks a lot be... about V-Cole concept again. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I may be changing my mind now because I am, like, on Earth now. Right. Not I that Earth's understand. policies towards disabled people are that oh, great no. either. But he's like, I understand that maybe this is the right way. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's good. He's growing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, yes, I will say this for this book. There's a lot of, like, demonstrable emotional growth and change. And that I did yeah. appreciate, despite uh, literally everything collapsing around yeah. them. Well, it's like he's grown in some ways, but he's also, like, still clinging yeah. to, to, like, Andalite concepts mm-hmm. in some ways that, like, he has to, by the end of the book, let go of. And it's heartbreaking. Um 
Huh. Uh, what else? What else broke my heart in this opening page? He's talking about like James. James is flying with Axe and Rachel. So that's yeah. the trio who are on this recon mission. Um, and James is like, Rachel wants to go not just scout out these trains and report back, but follow a train down its destination and see where it's going. Um, Axe pushes back against this, but James is on Rachel's side. And Axe mm. very casually is like, ah, oh, James, this is what it's like to be a young soldier who is not yet <laughs> beaten down by the true horrors of war. It's like, ah, oh, baby. He also, like, he also seems really concerned that um, James doesn't think of him as, like, being... Oh, like a, a leader or, like, a... Yeah, but I think it's also, like, James is saying, like, those are human lives there, don't you mm. understand? Like, like, as if Axe is... Because, like, I think the rest of the Animorphs have stopped thinking about Axe as being completely alien. Like, right. he... He is from another planet, but he's been with them for so long that, like, he's part of the team. But to James, he's just this alien on the team who, like, he's not sure of how to, like, How to factor him in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Axe uh, Axe talks about that now, and he talks about it again when they're uh, they're looping Toby in on their plan later, which is really interesting to see, like, him talking not just about, oh, I know they see me as an outsider, but... Here's somebody else who feels like othered by this group of dominant people. Yeah. And how do we interact with each other and make sure our voices can get heard? Yeah, and it's not like it's not like a malicious thing. It's just yeah, like yeah. if you were on a team with an alien who seemed like they didn't want to go scope out this situation, you would go, Hey, we gotta go check out what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's rough for my boy axe. Um So James and Rachel overrule him. Uh, Axe is very concerned about Rachel, and that's just going to be yeah. a theme forever. Yeah. Well, because he, he at some points is saying that, like, Rachel is, like, very much a warrior, and he thinks of her as being, like, what Earth could, like, like she's, like, the uh, metaphor, not metaphor, the, like, example of yeah. Earth if they had to continue fighting the Earth, because, like, they would all become like that. She's, like, the and, dangerous end of the human yeah. spectrum. Um, and he thinks that she's going, like, he, he says that all of the Animorphs have been thinking that she's going too far, which implies that they've all kind of talked about this right. at some point, or they're all, they've all caught each other's eye, which is, like, really sad, because yes. <laughs> that's pretty far for this to have gone, um, but Rachel's getting more and more, like, ready to just kill a bunch of Yerks and not think about the consequences and, uh, just be that, like, completely unchecked force of violence yeah yeah um so yeah he's worried about rachel not listening to him he's worried that rachel isn't listening to anyone except jake at this point not even Mm -hmm. cassie which is brutal oh my god this book is so rough yeah cassie oh my god i love cassie so much (laughs) she's having such a hard time they're so mean to her okay oh boy okay so they uh they go into the tunnel after this train um but a bunch of peregrine falcons dive bomb them and they realize oh no it's controllers and morph because we have to worry about that now also (laughs) oh my god how could i forget yeah how could i forget um they have to grip onto that train with their little bird feet. Oh, my God. Which is, like, not even the first time they've done this. Yeah. And Axe mentions that. Yeah. <laughs> like, they've done this before. Um, it's still difficult. Like, we still have a mini caper where we're worried the kids yeah. are going to get flung off the oh top of God. a train and into a wall. But don't worry. Everybody's fine for now. So I they... Do like, I do like that James is, like... This bird morph is nauseous oh, yeah. from all this. <laughs> <laughs> Can a falcon even throw up? 
And Axe is like, I don't think I've ever seen what throw up, but you yeah. might want to see more. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah, there's some good there's some good gems in this book yeah. buried under the crushing, soul sucking weight of war. Uh, yeah. you know, just a little a little taste, a little reminder yeah. of how things used to be. So like we've had a little fun, but now it's time for Axe to encounter a um a yerk and morph who's begging him to let him stay and morph a couple more minutes so he yeah. can be an offlet. By had a little fun, Megan does mean that uh, <laughs> Axe and James and Rachel killed four controllers, yeah. like on screen broke their necks. Well, for Rachel, that was yeah. that was fun. Yeah, for Ra- um, Rachel has a great time. Um, she's but... having. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're all having a rough time. Um, so one of the bird controllers. Um, is like he wants to stay York, which did leave like I have been confused this entire book about uh if it's a a Yurk who got morphing powers or if it's a human with the Yurk in them that got morphing powers because later on it's definitely human yeah. controllers. But here it seems like it's just it's a, a straight yerk. up Yurk. Right. I think I think in this case it's implied that it's supposed to be an actual Yurk. Um like yeah. after and when they when they um got her to be a whale nothlet. Yeah, uh, but I think the lines are blurry. I think some of them like Tom Tom the human is the person who has the power to morph, yeah. not Tom's Yurk, I think. Yeah, I think that's but it's like the Yurk is controlling them so it's like yeah. Being in a giant robot? Yeah, it, they're just Transformers at this point. <laughs> I mean, not, sorry, they're just Mechas at this point. They're Voltrons. I mean. Yes, they're, they're Voltrons. They are Voltron. Um, anyway, it's very tragic, and um, Axe mentions that, like, he lets the, he lets the Yurk yeah. stay a bird and watches it fly away, but then hears Rachel go after it, potentially. Yeah, so we just um, don't know how that ends, and neither does Axe. Fun. Cool. Uh, Rachel does at this point. Axe is very clear. Like we, this is all we can do. We haven't even managed to stop. Oh, we did. We mention by the way that the trains <laughs> that they're chasing are full of humans who are being herded towards the Yerk pool to be forcibly yeah, infested. I think we might have skipped fun. over that. Yeah, that's uh, that's light. That's a little not that's, at all touching on dangerous events in the world. Cool, yeah, love it. That that doesn't bring back really really dark echoes of. A really terrible time for humanity. Nope. That. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, then we're not able to stop any of those trains. Axe is like, nope. we can't do anything now. We have to go report back to Jake. Rachel does not want to stop. And Axe has the thought like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to tell Jake that Rachel can't go on missions without him anymore because yeah. she doesn't listen to anyone else. Um, and Axe is also thinking about um, on the Andalite home planet, when a warrior mm. becomes too fond of war, he is shunned. A warrior should only love the cause, not the killing. Which I feel like probably, from what we've seen of Andalite, mm-hmm. uh, the Andalite war... We've met Aloran, right? Like, we yeah. know that that's not always the case, even if it is a nice ideal to talk yeah. about. Because war is messy. Yeah, but the fact that there is that idea, I guess, is something. Yeah, um, and I, I guess it's it's nice that Axe can still be naive in this way, right? <laughs> like, I, he's still a baby. He's got hope. Uh, so Rachel stomps off on her own, morphs Herc-Bajir, and goes on a recon mission. Um, and Axe is like, okay, well, if you're not back in an hour, I guess we're leaving without you because we can't afford to lose all three of us. Yeah. But no worries, uh, she does come back, and three hours later, they're all back at camp. 
Yeah, time for a little debrief. Time for a brief aside about a bunch of lawyer jokes. Yeah, oh my god. felt so tonally off, but I will take anything at this point. Yeah, no. I will cling to it, even though it feels like Axe is switching between personalities at yeah. some points. I mean, I guess maybe that's how you get through That's this. how you deal, right? Is you have to just completely dissociate and compartmentalize. Because um, he's talking about, like, everyone's parents are there, and they, like, have various jobs within the hork camp, which is kind of cool. Um, and But they, everyone agrees that Rachel's mom, Naomi, who's a lawyer, is just, like, belligerent and, like... He's he's had these kids try to explain what a lawyer is to him, and he seems confused by it. Yes, yeah, in a comical way. Because they are useful, yet there are all these jokes about them being terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, Axe casually mentions that is, Jake is still depressed and angry, which is oh just, uh, love that. Love poor to be Jake. reminded that everybody knows it. Um, yeah, oh my god, poor Jake. So... They debrief with Jake and the rest of the team. They explain, like, okay, it looks like taxons are being used to rapidly expand the subway system. They are just using the subway system as a funnel to get human bodies to the Yerk pool to be infested at this point. They're probably bringing in, like, thousands and thousands of Yerk transports from the home world. Um, So Marco's like, what if we put a bunch of explosives on those trains? And Rachel's like, yeah into it and everyone else is like no no <laughs> hang on a second yeah like this is a up. this is a rough conversation they're all all of these conversations are like mm-hmm. they're very effectively done they're good mm-hmm. but it's also like a brutal back and forth of uh marco's like we could just nuke the yerk pool oh rachel's God, yeah. yes cassie objects because you know there are also thousands of humans there also the yerks are sentient also we don't know if jake's family is down there we should take a vote. And Rachel's like, uh, sorry, do you think saving the earth really demands a vote? Yeah. It's it's rough also. Like, I feel like they needed to have um, the characters have these conversations, mm-hmm. too. Because I feel like there are... Like, if you're a kid reading these books, especially because, like, when you're a kid, I feel like you don't have as much of an awareness of, like, the implications of, yeah. like, why don't you just bomb them and get them, like, just kill them all? Right. And just, like, be done with it. Because it's like, no, this is more complicated than that. But, of course, someone would want to at least raise that idea. Mm-hmm. So they should talk about it. But also, oh, my God, these kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh boy. Huh. Um. Oh, God, this is the point where... uh so this isn't just a debrief with the Animorphs. It's also Toby. And I think it's also their parents. So there's a bunch of different voices weighing in. And this is where Toby, um, cuts in to say like, uh, they're still debating over like humans would die. There's no way we can even consider this plan. Like there's no way we can do it without killing innocent people. And Toby pipes up with, uh, it's a war. There's no question that people will die. The only question is who. Yeah. Like they are getting to the point where they're there aren't any answers that are going to be completely peaceful because of what has been put into motion, Mm -hmm. Um, which is rough. Uh, So they're basically like, well, we can't get nuclear weapons. (laughs) Thank goodness. Right. Well, Remember the can... time when Axe nearly nearly did do that? Though? Yeah, because they do Couple mention that. Yeah. And honestly, because my brain is like a sieve, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was recent, huh? Uh-huh. These kids have been through it. Yeah. Um, so, so they're going like, to have to get just, just some conventional explosives. Yeah. Just like a dozen, like, 1K bombs of dynamite, yeah. I think. I don't understand no how deal. explosives work. But they Don't describe it either. as, like, 
the same destructive force as a small nuke, but without the fallout, I guess. So yeah. bad. The shorthand is it would be bad. It would be bad. a bad time for everyone yeah. involved. Um, they don't know how to get these explosives. Yeah. Like they don't know if they can still trust the governor or if she's been infested and the guard who uh, initially were on their side. Like it's been a couple days and they don't even know if they can count on them anymore. So their resources at this point are absolutely not the chi because this is nope. super not a pacifist mission. So it's the Animorphs, the Auxiliary Animorphs, and uh, their parents. Yeah. That's it. That's the Resistance. And Toby's hork if they will agree to fight. Yeah. So that's great. Cool. They have a Yeah. So Cassie doesn't want to risk it. Like after yeah. they have this kind of uh, – they lay everything out as clearly as they can. They talk about the pros and cons. There are a lot of cons. There isn't really a good solution, but they're starting to lean towards, okay, I guess we're going to have to risk the whole team on this one mission to get these explosives and yeah. blast the Yerk pool. Uh, but Cassie, Cassie... Cassie doesn't want to, and she mentions, like, well, what about, like, the National Guard? What about, like, can't we do something? Um, and Jake ends up snapping at cassie because she keeps trying to find like she keeps trying to find like a more peaceful way to like a way to do this that doesn't involve bombing yeah um the yerk pool and jake like in front of everyone it like snaps at her Mm. um which is really rough because like he's so like he's so aware of being on stage when he's like being the leader right and his his grasp on that is so tenuous like even especially i guess after like cassie kind of socially manipulated him into taking this because it's what she knew had to happen yeah Uh, but so she ends up like nearly crying in front of everyone jake is making oblique references to like yeah the yerks have morphing tech now we've lost our only edge so we're we're out of good options cassie you can't look for them anymore they're not there um, yeah, everyone else rough. doesn't know about Cassie uh, giving the morphing cube to Tom, so or uh, letting Tom take the morphing cube rather. So they're all yeah. just bewildered and unhappy, much like me. Yeah. So that night, um... Axe spends another minute talking about like, oh, uh, so I guess the humans are starting to make decisions based on their <laughs> emotions. This is jeopardizing the whole resistance. I have been told this might happen. Dun dun dun. Uh... Yeah, because turns out, like, they, like, break for the night, um, and Axe, like, sneaks away in Raccoon Morph so he can make a little inter-space f- uh, radio call yep. to Andalite High Command, um, and he, like, reports what the Animorphs have been doing and that they are becoming emotional and he's not sure about how strong the resistance will be and the like andalite higher up basically tells him to sabotage this mission so that the yurks can focus all their energy on continuing to take over earth so that the andalites can swoop in and quarantine the planet and that's it that's the end of the conquest right but yeah Right, so that is what they tell him. That's what this war prince yeah. states the objective is. And obviously, even that is not great, because it means humans are all going to be uh, enslaved by Yerks. Um, yeah. But as Axe hangs up the call and walks away, um, he is telling us, the reader, about, like, okay, uh, quarantine is not a sustainable thing. Like, I know for a fact that they are saying quarantine, knowing that it is going to lead to 
aggression, which is going to lead to a full-on genocide and destruction of the planet. Like, that's it. That's got to be what the end game is here. The Andalites couldn't live with the Yerks still being out there somehow, even if they're technically quarantined. Um, And, of course, Axe hasn't told any anyone else that he's been doing this yeah um so he's in this like he's not sure if he's gonna follow the orders of this andalite high command which i think is like comforting to him to have this adult war prince telling him what to do versus his loyalties to jake even though he knows that the Animorphs are kind of falling apart as they're trying to make these decisions and he's talked too about specifically wanting somebody who knows what they're doing more than jake does to like give him orders earlier in the book too like he he knows that jake is having a really hard time and he's spent a while telling you the reader about like i need somebody who's good at tactics who's like able to process this from like a higher level and see the big picture and it's it's really hard to read knowing that part of that is probably him like rationalizing and justifying to himself like just wanting to hear the voice of somebody from his own planet yeah it's really really sad Oh boy. So, uh, he's Next just not going to tell anybody about yeah. that. Yeah. Next day, they, they, they reconvene to continue talking about what they're going to do next. Um, this is so hard. <laughs> this was, this was the point where I had to, p- like, I had to stop <laughs> and, like, take a break and come back to, to the stop, book like, later. At around here, I had to stop, like, every couple chapters. Because yeah. It was really rough. Um, because at the meeting, Jake, like, yells at Cassie and um basically tells them that it's her fault that Tom has the morphing cube and it comes yeah. out um and Cassie like, snaps and like tells everybody like yes it is I, yeah. I did that I don't even I can't even give you a good explanation for why yeah um Rachel's about to hit her like Rachel yeah. is making a fist and like moving at Cassie that was- yeah, so that was when I was like oh my god I have to stop I can't Tobias grabs her wrist and stops her but that was that said a yeah. lot about where everybody is at. Yeah. Like, it like it feels completely um, earned that yeah. Rachel would be that upset and that she would do that even though they are such close friends. But also, that's so upsetting. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> big, <laughs> big mood. Um, so the I guess the tinfoil lining of this is after, after Cassie tells everyone about this, like, Jake... Jake grabs her and gives her a big hug, which is absolutely yeah. not what I expected to yeah, happen. Yeah, he in this suddenly moment. has like a complete 180, and yeah, suddenly I, I can't tell how much was like it's weird. Yeah, him feeling bad versus him like being glad not to have to keep it secret anymore yeah, versus maybe. like seeing Rachel's reaction and realizing that like he can't yeah. be in that same place. Um, yeah, I can't tell if it's that or if it's just, like, we only have so many pages in this book. Yeah. We have yeah, to that's get fair. Jake from point A to point... Like, I don't know. But yeah. um, I'm glad that yeah. he's on Cassie's side after this, but it's really rough. Um, and Axe is Oh, my God. Yeah. Axe is, like, he doesn't say anything, but he might be the most angry at her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he he says what he's... I'm, I was not exactly sure what I was feeling, but I was sure it was very close to hatred, which for Axe, I feel yeah. like, is really intense, because he, he's not completely He's not peaceful, a hateful boy. But, yeah. yeah. So we do get, we get some, uh, Eva gets to kick in her uh, Visser 1 knowledge, which is useful, and explains that. It's likely at this point that uh, the current Visser 1 has been given an ultimatum by Yerkai Command, like, 
if there's one more concentrated attack on the Eric pool, like that's it. The strategy isn't working. We're going to go find some hosts that are easier to take over, which is like giving the kids a lot of hope, maybe yeah. unduly that if they can just destroy the Eric pool, that's it. That's the end of the war. Um, also, how many times up until now have right, they been like, have they been sure? Just got to destroy the one. Yerk pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babies. Um, so. Axe is just quiet this whole discussion, like not chiming in when Eva talks, not chiming in when Tobias and Toby ask like, well, would the Andalite fleet ambush the Yerks if we can drive them yeah. off planet? Um, so he walks away uh, thinking that what Cassie did is incomprehensible. Like, on Andalite, she would be tried for treason and executed immediately. All of these humans are incompetent fools. Like, the, this is the worst thing about the Resistance. It isn't outside forces. It's that's it's being led by a bunch of children. Like, I have yeah. to call High Command back and talk through this. Um, I did really like this next scene with Jake and Cassie when they're talking through the logistics of the plan. Um, cause initially, uh, they're trying to figure out how can we do this and still save some human controllers lives? Like maybe we can warn yeah. people right before, right before the pool detonates, um, like with enough time that human controllers and humans will be able to run for their lives. Um, the Yerks are still going to die, uh, because that is the goal of this, of this particular yeah. war operation. Um, and Cassie initially tries to sit out, like, oh, I can't even comment. I yeah, can't vote on this. Y'all do this yeah. without me. Um, and Jake uh, takes a pretty hard line with her of, like, no, we we depend on your ideas. You can't back yeah. out on this now. We know you have specific thoughts, and that's why we need you. Um, yeah, I, Which and, is good. Yeah, she says, um, I guess this is as close as we'll get to defeating the Yerks without being the Yerks. And that makes Jake feel a lot better. Um, yeah. Because he, he's basically like, yeah, I need to stick to, like, this through line of, like, we have to defeat them, but we also have to be aware of not becoming what they are. So we have right. to not be as bad as them. Woof. Yeah, that bar, it's a little low. It's a little close to the ground. Uh, boy. But, yeah. I mean, war aside, I'm glad to see Jake, like, respecting yeah. Cassie again, which is maybe the hardest part of all of this. Yeah. But it's uh-huh. still, like, everyone else is so mad at her still, which yeah. is really rough. Right, Axe has gone from, like, Rachel is the most dangerous Animorph to, like, no, you know what? Cassie's the most, yeah. like, zero, and that's the most dangerous kind of human of all. Yeah, he keeps going through these thought patterns of thinking about, like, no. Like, earlier it was, like, Rachel is the worst that humanity can become. Like, I'm afraid of what these humans will, will be. And then now it's, like, no, I was wrong. Actually, mm-hmm. it is the peaceful ones like Cassie who are the <laughs> most dangerous. Much like zero. And, and like, he's, <sighs> like... it's such a good illustration of that kind of like when you're approaching a conversation like that or like a thought process with that with a foregone conclusion that like i'm better than this person that all you're doing is like searching for a way to justify it to yourself so it's like it hurts to see axe doing that but i think it's really smartly done it's also definitely from a place of like axe clinging to like i have to be right because if i'm wrong then what do i have like there has to be a right answer and then like Ultimately, at the end of the book, he realizes that there isn't anyone who can tell him the right answer. They have to just sort of figure it out, which is rough. Oh. Like, that's part of, like, that's like a going into adulthood thing is like yeah. realizing that. And it's hard. So. Axe confronts Cassie alone. <laughs> yeah. It's intense. <laughs> it's a lot. Obviously. Yeah, I think his opening line is like, you've betrayed Elfangor and everything he stood yeah. for. Like, you've basically thrown my brother's life and wishes away. And she is like, yeah, I did. I'm really sorry. Like, like she gets what Axe is 
like, coming from, but, like, she can't explain exactly why she did it, but she does say that, like, there are other Yurks, like, Aftran, who wouldn't want, like, there, there are Yurks within their side who don't want what their leader wants, so we can't just assume they're all evil, um... Yeah, I think this is the first time she really articulates to anyone, yeah. like, maybe not the deeper under, deeper reasoning that she had at the time, but, like, what she's come to understand about giving the Yerks the morphing cube is, like, this is going to give Yerks the idea and the, the the idea that there might be a separate way out of this yeah. other than, like, taking host bodies, which is yeah. if Yerks can morph, then they're going to have bodies that can do all the things they want yeah. to do. Also, the way Cassie talks about it, like, because, like, in her book, she mentions that, like, she felt like it was the right thing yeah. to do. And, like, she says it a lot more in this one, too. And I was, like, waiting for any of them to be like, wait, this is, this sounds like something that the... The Elemist um, might have Elemist, planted. like, yeah. maybe this is a, maybe this is a good idea if you really feel that way. But I think they're too in it. They're too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have other reader, concerns. Huh. For the reader, it feels like maybe that's okay. But, um... Understandably, Axe is still conflicted about this. Um, yeah. And he's also thinking about how, like, haven't I made decisions without asking Jake? Haven't I right. done this Remember too? when I knocked Jake out so I can steal a plane with a nuke on it? <laughs> did you forget? <laughs> yeah, I... I mean, did we ever see them, like, get nope. over that? They no, just kind of did. Like, I, I remember like he and Jake like, are in a he rough wouldn't, patch. Yeah, like, he wouldn't... Uh, I think this book is kind of where that happens, because I remember there being another recent book where, like, Axe wasn't making eye contact with Jake, which was really hard. Which, he's got four eyes. He's got four eyes! That's hard! That's twice as hard. Oh, no. <laughs> he's got to look in, like, four different directions. Okay, I have an Andalite anatomy question, which is, yeah. I know his stock eyes can point in different directions, yeah. and he can process that imagery. Can his main eyes also point in different directions and process that? I'm guessing not. Probably but not. I, but can the stock eyes go in two different directions? Oh, for sure. Like, he yeah. talks about that all They've the time. Gotta. Yeah. So it's like three times as hard yeah. for him to not make eye contact with you. So, um, he, like, in his narration, Axe even says, uh, I reach wildly for a way to continue to separate myself oh, from right. Cassie, which yeah. is, ugh. It's so good. Um, so I, I don't think he comes out of this confrontation, like, thinking that Cassie did the right thing, no. but he's certainly coming out of it thinking, like, I guess I've also made decisions like this. Um, I'm I'm getting angry at the rest of this team for their childishness, but also we're all children, even though we'll never be children again. Yeah, um, and and like Cassie says, like what if uh, what if that species decided all humans were cruel based on the actions of a few of a handful of sociopaths talking about how like there have been evil leaders on yeah. Earth. So like just because the Yurks have an evil leader doesn't mean you should hate all of them. We don't know all of them. So we should be fighting with the hope that we can get some of them to choose a different path. Um, and then she says, what do you think Elfanger would think about this? And oh. Axe kind of doesn't answer because he's not sure. Um, right. Elfangor, who gave a bunch of teen humans, yeah. like, the Andalite's greatest technology based yeah. on a similar hope, probably. Yeah. The, like, I feel like the background of this book is Axe still going like, why did he yeah. do that? Why did he die and do that? Um, which is rough, but mm -hmm. also makes complete sense that that would be something he's stuck on. So. He misses him so much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. I wish oh, he could, boy. like, I wish they had that 
dumb disc from the TV show, and they could just <laughs> plug it in, and well, he, he and Tobias could have some convos. Isn't there, like, a Heractalest? Like, doesn't he have a thing where it's, like, last will and testament, essentially? Like, the mental recording thing? Or does Tobias... Tobias has it. Tobias! Tobias! Stuff it up. Pull out your little... Give, give your CD uncle player. Axe the letter... Yeah, pull out your zip disc. <laughs> give your uncle Axe the letter that your dad left you, please. But then it wasn't left for Axe, it was left for I know, Tobias, I know. which must be... <sighs> These poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man, I do, I like that. Okay, so next next on stage is yeah. Tobias, who flies directly into Axe, or not, he doesn't crash into Axe. <laughs> that would be a whole, that's a whole other story. Uh, but Tobias pulls up on Axe immediately after Axe leaves this conversation, yeah. and like very frank asks him like so what'd you decide about the andalites are they gonna fry us yeah because obviously tobias has like figured out what has been going on also when jake was talking during the meeting he seemed to catch on suspicion and so did cassie like all of them have like noticed x hesitating and uh called it out um so tobias is talking to x Mm-hmm. Um, and Axe Ax doesn't lie to Tobias to his no. credit because I think there have been They're times sure in the past I'm where, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's not, he wouldn't do that anymore. There have definitely been times in past books when he did like lie to Tobias's face, but he respects him too much. Um, so he's like, yes, I have been talking to Andalite High Command. Uh, I think he just doesn't answer Tobias's yeah. question when Tobias is like, are you going to help them kill us all? Yeah, Which is say- uh, rough. He doesn't say anything out loud, but he has, like, pages of his internal, like, hamster wheel, Mm -hmm. like, circling of, like, should I trust the humans? What would Elfanger do? I don't know what's the honorable thing to do. Um, And he kind of eventually decides, like, if I'm going to die, I'd rather do – I'd rather die doing something that I think would be the noble route, like my brother, instead of just, like, what someone else tells me to do. Yeah. So um, I'm not I'm not going to call High Command because yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to give them the chance to tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. I know I'm rationalizing. It's a very human yeah. thing to do. Yeah. But I'm going to help my friends destroy the year. Yeah. Cool. But he's, like, he's, but, like, the good part is that he's, like, re- he's finding his place with the humans like yeah. he is an andalite he's thinking about what andalites would do but then adapting using things he's learned from his human friends and yeah it's, it's good it's nice. heartbreaking but, but it also is like, yeah it feels like a good place for axe's character to have gotten yeah. to like this this late in the yeah, game i'm happy for him oh i yeah. feel like i think elfanger would be really proud he'd be so proud which, yeah it's like i want can can that like can he like do like a force ghost and just show up we're gonna i'm gonna show you some fan fiction once we're <laughs> all done Good. it's fine <laughs> it's fine um so the next part of the plan involves getting all the parents this was fun this was yeah, like this, was fun <laughs> this was the only moment in the book where i was able to forget that their end goal was like yeah. slaughtering thousands of sentient creatures because it was a fun caper yeah, this is cute yeah. I, I really, really like that um, in his narration, Axe mentions that Axe's, uh, that Tobias's mom is like, she looks very delicate, but she is very tough. Yeah. Fanger married a brave woman. I'm so <laughs> I was glad. Like, I was like, there's my buff softball girl. There she is. She's got those arms. I see why he liked her. <laughs> She's got that golden hair. She's got yeah. those strong arms. And those that is what Andalites strong, are into. Strong, strong arms. <laughs> 
Um, so this plan involves getting all their parents because they are adult humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, the kids riding on them is fleas, I believe. Yeah, as nasty. they 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 go up to the nearby National Guard um, with like Marco's mom has to be like in disguise because she's presumed dead. <laughs> And they all have to pretend to be hikers who got lost, which like they do a pretty good job of like because right, they've been they've been roughing it. They've been living in cabins, like probably eating bark with the hork bacteria. So nobody's at their best right now. And Cassie's dad even is like, "Oh, I've got I've got a chest pain," so he gets like whisked away to the like medical tent. And like Rachel's mom is like doing her best, like. uh Upset suburban mom yeah, of like, right, like I'm going to your manager. Yeah. yeah. Um. So they they're in no problem. I'm proud of their parents. They did yeah. a good job. I, I I think it was on the way here. Also, Rachel's mom was saying we have to hurry, and Rachel's like, "Okay, mom." <laughs> like, oh my god, that's the nightmare. That's yep. that's like the nightmare is being in charge of your mom on an intense like earth saving mission. <laughs> right, while you were too much flea. energy between too much. you. <laughs> oh, Rachel and her mom in this book also broke my heart into oh my a million God. pieces, oh, but we'll get there. So, uh, Marco is a gorilla on the back of the last truck. All the parents are loaded onto trucks. All the animorphs are loaded onto trucks. The plan is that the hork are going to leap from trees also onto these trucks, and they're just going to ride these trucks into the National Guard base where they're going to steal the bombs. E- easy. Cool, right? No sweat. <laughs> um... So the first stages go okay. They do manage to sneak into the base. They knock out some guards. Um, there's a brief bright spot where Axe reveals himself to some guards, and one of them is like, "Hey, boy, I got some hay. Yeah, look <laughs> do at you that want beautiful. It? Look at that beautiful yeah. creature. Come over here, buddy." Which is yeah, like and, really endearing. Yeah. And Axe is like, "Hay is for horses. I think yeah. I physically resemble a horse in some aspects, oh but I am not a horse." And then just knocks the guy out, Axe. and that's the end of his character. It does make Marco laugh canonically, yeah. which makes good. me... I, I need these kids to laugh at yep. anything. Oh, please. Absolutely. Um, anyway, a bunch of stuff happens. Marco... They, they find the bombs. It takes a while. Yeah. It's fine. Um, something happens, and Marco wants to go back to get his dad to make sure his dad is okay. Um, yeah, like the an alarm goes off when they start yeah. loading the bombs into trucks, so they're almost done loading... Jake has to, like, physically restrain Marco from, yeah. like, leaving the trucks and the plan to go after his dad, which is rough. Yeah, and once again, Rachel's mom, secret MVP of the team, <laughs> because she just yells, Marco, uses- get in the truck, yeah. and he does, because she's, like, a, a she uses sort of mom. mom voice. Yeah, it's very good. Her lawyer mom powers <laughs> have activated. Right. So <laughs> they have the bombs on trucks. Um, they're all, all of the Animorphs are on these trucks. They're getting ready to just drive them out of the base. The hork are there. Everything is fine. But as they are on their way out of the base, 30 National Guard line up yeah. in front of the trucks and are clearly prepared to, like, try to blockade them. Yeah. In. And Rachel. Oh, boy. Rachel. This was, this was hard to read also. This was, like, really intense. Rachel just tells... I guess her mom is driving to just ram through them. Yeah. And she says it in apparently a very cold voice. Like, it's not like in the heat of the moment she's yelling. Yeah. It's like, no, she has decided that this is what they should do. And everyone else is like, Rachel, no. So um, her mom her mom tries to stop her, but Rachel's like reaching over her, grabbing the wheel and like stomping on the gas pedal. Her mom can't stop her. Axe tries to talk her out of it. And eventually yeah. Axe has to like physically grab the wheel out of her hands and stomp on the brake and they barely coast to a stop right in front of the national guard captain yeah 
Not, so. not great. Um, and Jake had been telling her to stop. And, yeah. and like, even Rachel's mom is like, I also heard Jake told you to stop like tell you to stop oh this is that was a did you catch that that was a lie is axe tells rachel like jake gave the order for you to stop i was just following jake's order um but it it was not the case like jake couldn't see them but rachel's mom backs axe up which is like it's such a emotional betrayal it's so hard also really like because like you also know that it's coming from her mom wanting her to like like it's so heartbreaking yeah so Jake gets to shine. Like this was this was good. <laughs> Jake gets to put on his best, like capable teen military yeah. nerd hat, yeah. um, and goes out to talk this through with the National Guard captain. The National Guard captain who keeps calling him son. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Son, what's going on? Um, <laughs> son, is that a genuine alien? <laughs> and Jake opens with, "Sir, do you believe in sentient life on other planets?" <laughs> like, <laughs> bold move, Jake. How long have um, you been practicing that one? Yeah, and he's like, well, okay, let me let me get my alien friend out. Um, remember that, like, transmission from the governor and, like, the the National Guard guys? Like, we were told that was a hoax. Like, what are you Jake's like, about? okay, cool, that means the commander of the National Guard is definitely a controller. <laughs> have you met my friend Axe? Yeah, Axe comes out, schloop, his human face begins Blah. to tighten. And he Blah. becomes an Andalite. Um, um, and he, I also like when he when he morphs demorphs to Andalite. He talks about like my admiral Andalite tail began to appear, my attractive oh, yeah. blue <laughs> fur, my beautiful Andalite delicate shoulders. <laughs> I was like, oh, you like your Axe. you like yeah. your look, and I'm proud that you yep. like your look. <laughs> you gotta own it. That's very very nice. Um, uh, Rachel's mom, another stellar moment where she's like, hey, Captain, remember when I saved your son yes! from like a suit that was brought against him in yeah, court? She, like, Pops out of nowhere while everyone is, like, unsure what's going to happen. She's like, oh, hey, I know you. Like, we go back. We go way back. Yep. And he he's like, Naomi, why didn't you talk to me first? <laughs> and, like, oh, Axe so- is like, whoa, once again. Rachel's Adult mom, human saves the day. Who I referred to as quarrelsome earlier in this book <laughs> is, like, actually great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. She's shining. I like I like that she's like sometimes a pain in the butt and sometimes super useful. That's how human. Yeah, that's, that's humans. How that's are. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then there's a there's a nice scene where they cooperate with the National Guard. Uh, one of them does try to shoot Jake. They're like, okay, that's a controller. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. It's fine. It's like, Jake is just like, yeah, that guy who who I had to just dodge a bullet from probably yeah. controller. You should get rid of that guy. But everyone else is, like, working with Marco's dad to make sure the timers on the explosives are yeah. good, I guess, and that yeah. things are packed in carefully. So there's, like, a brief moment of... Did we forget to mention oh, yeah, Marco's sorry, dad can now, like, program bombs? And also, <laughs> earlier, his dad, mom, and Marco were up all night hacking the NSA. Yep. It's just info. family bonding. Listen, yeah. they've got one super NASA engineer... <laughs> One ex Visser One host body and one really determined teenager yeah. whose like boyfriend Axe has been teaching yeah. them all about hacking computers. Yeah. So it's like, fine. He's got he had like months of being legally dead to Right, to be a scoop skills. boy hacker. That's all you need. I buy it. Yeah. So So we have a yeah. couple minutes of like uh, really heartbreaking, which I have said several times, yeah. and it remains true, like, gentle downtime, um, where everyone's just, like, they have a brief moment to take a deep breath before they start on, like, the yeah. final push. Um, one part of that moment is Rachel, like, realizing uh, how far she went, and 
going to her mom and saying that she's sorry um, and starting to cry, which is, and like Axe, the narrator is like, I've never seen Rachel cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is um, when Axe says his uh, beautiful line of maybe Rachel, like me, realized the gulf between the present and her childhood was yeah. an abyss of loss, which is a oh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a lot. Yeah. But I, I do like that, like, he realizes, like, oh, maybe part of the reason that she scares me so much is that I can see myself in her yep. decision. Like, that's Right. I can how see how is. she got to this point. I can see yeah. how any of us might reach that after being faced with the war and, like, having the group's expectations of needing, like, a warrior you can project onto in that point. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard. Um, I think I, I like that Axe, rec- like, sees her as more, more human or, like, yeah. more deserving of respect and pity and emotion. Yeah, um, she's Rachel's not mom. just yeah. she's like she's not just a problem. Yeah. Like she's make like there's a reason why she's coming to those conclusions and he can like have a like an empathetic reaction instead yeah. of just being afraid of the consequences. Um This is a book about nuanced humanity. <sighs> Rachel's uh, mom gives her a little kiss on the forehead and then steps away from her and then yeah. they all have to say goodbye to their families before yeah. they load up on what they think is a suicide mission. And since Axe is the narrator, he's just <sighs> watching like outside of like all of these kids saying goodbye to their like remaining family and like he yeah. and Jake are just there alone. This did um, make me like straight up cry, surprising really nobody. Sad. Yeah, and this is like I'm like, there's two books left, yeah. but, we have, <laughs> but we have like Jake and Axe standing there, and Axe saying like, "No matter what, you're my prince." It's yeah, like, it's been I'm an honor to, to serve with you. <sighs> I'm so proud to have been like yeah, led by you. And, I can't be your family, but I can yeah. be your friend. And Axe for the last time, don't call me prince. And I was like, no, we saw <laughs> two books. You can't do this to me. <laughs> It's brutal. I, this it's book is really even good. Over. It's I like, know. It's like so good, but also like, Ags, I guess it's your last book, so you had to, but can't Think of me. me like this. Think of me, the reader yeah. who needs to survive the next month of reading Animorphs books somehow. You can't spend it all. But the two, I, I'm really, like, I'm really glad that those two are like bonding in this yeah. book because, yeah. like, they both need, they both need, like, family. Of like an emotional. They're both kind. so alone. They're both so alone. <laughs> and it used to and it used to be Tobias and Axe, yeah. but now it's Jake and Axe, and that must be hard when your when your war prince is also like in a that, lonely kid like yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so emotions are over. Emotions it's, are uh, over. Time for the time for the grand finale of this book. Yep. There is the really funny image of them going down to the subway in their animal morphs and the people don't notice at first. Yeah. Um, and he like, he's like, there was a grizzly, a gorilla, a tiger, a wolf, a lion. Like we're all lined up. Mm-hmm. Waiting right, for the, the auxiliary subway. morphers are there with them. They've got cougars. Looks like a full on circus. So they like, they're in these subways. Um, they have to have a big knockdown have, fight yeah. with a bunch of human controllers because they need to take over a train so that they can actually load it up with explosives yeah. and point it at the earth pool. And I think so, it's like some, control- yeah, some controllers see them and are like, oh, okay, time to go. And they, they morph and they like fight for a while. Yeah. Um, um, there's a moment where Axe thinks Cassie is dead yeah. because there are a bunch of wolves dead on the subway platform yeah. and Axe goes through like... All seven yeah. emotions of like, <laughs> oh no, like Cassie died and I regret everything I yeah. said. I never got a chance to tell her I don't hate her and I understand her and I'm so sorry yeah. and I regret it so much. 
And that was rough to read, yeah. too. Also, I'm sure this was because the kids reading these books know someone's going to die. Yeah. So there's going to be one of these every book, isn't there? Yeah. Which, yeah, no, I, I think you were right about the, the which, Tobias fake out or yeah. the Marco fake out in the last book, too. But also it makes sense because, yeah. like, they are at the point where someone, like, they're at, like, their highest stakes. So yep. it makes, like, I'm not saying that it's, like, a cheap device or anything. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I can see how, like, as a kid, this would really hit me. Like, but she's okay. Axe yeah. is, and, like, in going through this, Axe realizes that, no, like, he cares about Cassie. He understands where she's coming from. He would be devastated if she had actually died. Um, It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot. Everything and, is just he, a lot at this and point. And he says, um, I looked at Cassie and she looked at me. I did not have to tell her that I did not really hate her. I think she already knew. And Oh, Cassie's so good. Baby. Uh so, so they they, have they to pack decide. the train with explosives, yeah. right? And now they have to decide. Okay, uh, we do need people to stay with this train so that they can actually warn the people yeah. in the Yerk pool that they've got a five minute timer until this thing blows up. Yeah. So who's gonna go on the suicide mission within yeah. the suicide mission? So of course Jake is like, "Well, I should go," and everyone else is like, "No, <laughs> absolutely can't. not." Yeah. <laughs> um, and like Rachel wants to go, but they're like, "No, you need to stay with Jake." Um. And then uh, it's Axe Volunteers um, tells the reader that he just wants to die as well as Elfangor. Mm. Cassie volunteers and Jake is like, you know what? I trust you to do the right thing. Yeah. It's as close as I can get to being there myself, which is yeah. like, it's yeah. such a big turnaround from last book when he was just like, no, I don't trust you. You yeah. can't do this governor thing. And it was good to read, yeah. although devastating. Yeah. Well, it's also like he trusts her to like for her own, yeah. like because of her moral compass. Like, it's not like, I trust that you've proven to me that you can do what I want you to do. Right. It's like, no, I understand. I know your strength. Yeah. Um, and then Marco's going um, because like they don't, like he <laughs> he says he doesn't trust Cassie to not like die trying to oh yeah <laughs> like she, he's like no i've got some self-interest so like we're we're gonna stop you from like staying too long right and cassie just shrugs and it's like yeah fair enough okay. yeah that's um, that's his power <laughs> yeah axe has a moment where he's like this is horrible and we might all die but also this feels like old times before <laughs> the war made things so ugly we're actually acting as a team again which was devastating <laughs> They don't have time to hug. They don't have time to say goodbye. They yeah. just need to get on this train and uh, ride it straight to the York Pool. <sighs> so they do. Yep. Time to be on this train to heck. Um, <laughs> there, There's like electricity yeah there's problems? there's like a there's a, a battle where like blue band hork Bajir were hiding on the train and like yurks are shooting at them an electric cable gets cut cassie nearly gets electrocuted but then the hork Bajir get electrocuted instead and james was in morph and like yeah. swoops at the hork Bajir and saves them and then flies away um and it's not it's it's not yeah they think it's tobias but no it's it's uh james which i lost track of where tobias was this whole time but i guess he was with the he's outside somewhere he's hanging um so like they they press the detonator they have only so much time before um it goes off they have to right and they have to uh they they have to choose one person to wait to morph and press the detonator at the last second and that person is like the least likely to survive because they might not be totally morphed when the when the bomb goes off or when the train crashes into the pool even um, so Marco and Axe coin toss. Axe is going to be the one to do it. 
axe, my sweet baby starts doing the uh, the Andalite yeah. ritual for death as he's like slowly so morphing sad. and pressing this button, which is hard. But like I I do totally believe that like he would he would have accepted like he was accepting that like this yeah. is my decision I've made. This is like the best thing I can do with my time. But like I'm so glad that it doesn't end up killing him. Yeah. <laughs> he has time to continue morphing. Um, he morphs into a roach, survives the blast. <laughs> yeah. So all three of the kids are okay at this point. Like, they're they're all morphing tiny, hardy insects. The train crashes through a wall, blasts yeah. into the yerk pool. Cassie has to pull a yerk out of her ear as she's oh climbing God. on top of the train, which is like, oh, oh, I forgot yeah, that, like, that that was oh, even a concern. That could have happened. That right. would have been pretty bad. Um, yeah, just a little. So they, like, she manages to get everyone's attention. They're, like, yelling at, like, everyone to, like, exit if they, like, it'll, ex- there's, like, a... You've got four minutes, yeah. there's a bomb on this train, and it's going to go off. So, like, a, a lot of controllers are leaving. The the Animorphs who are there are able to, like, cut open the cages of right. the held hosts and stuff. And some human controllers yeah. stay to help them cut people out of the cages, yeah. which is, like... Axe spends a while thinking about, like, oh, okay, I guess I guess Cassie might have been right. And, like, there are Yorks who don't want to be a part of this war or just, like, don't want to see any more death yeah. than they have to. Like, I can't paint them all with the same brush, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and then guess who's still there? <laughs> Visser- Special guest star. Visser won in a horrible morph. Yeah, uh, like a super, super giant squid. Like, with, like, 20 bloodshot eyes, 20 tentacles. Anything you can imagine, yeah. he's got more of it, and it's worse. And then Axe's narration is like, not his most horrifying morph, but bad <laughs> enough. Which is like, oh, this is something. This is something I'm going to cling to. Yep. <laughs> right. This is not the worst it could be. And he yells at them about how he's going to, like, tear their heads off or whatever, and they're like, you're going to die if you stay here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> not a bluff. Check out the train right behind you. You can probably see yeah. the bombs. You should book it. So... They managed to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of destruction, which they yeah. all are all messed up by. They, it's a it's a bad scene. Like the yeah. first bomb goes off as they're trying to fly away from the Yerk pool, and like at this point, like the, the Yerk pool hasn't even blown up, and they're seeing people like crushed to death in the tunnels yeah. who are trying to escape, and like controllers in morph, like being like bird bodies being crushed against the wall, yeah. and Axe loses Marco and Cassie, and they're all just like trying to get out of this horrible crush of bodies yeah. as behind them the yerk pool explodes yeah and they like are they're trying to fly out and they manage to find like a little tiny opening oh. and they get out of it and like he was like that's all we needed that tiny opening <sighs> so they were successful but not nobody's no one is happy with this yeah <laughs> they're all like well we 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 did it we and what they've done is, uh, as we described, detonated like twelve one k bombs under the downtown of their hometown. Yeah, the so most of their cool. hometown is gone. Yeah, yeah. like and downtown is a crater full yeah. of bodies, and it's very likely that um, Jake's family could have been there. Yep, they don't, they don't know. know. I think, and I think at this point, Jake doesn't want to search out that information because that would be too much. Um, so, this is where we are, is these kids yeah. realizing uh, what they had to make happen. Yep, like, there there are thousands <laughs> of Yerks, thousands of Yerks are dead, like, hundreds and probably thousands of controllers who couldn't make it out in time also dead. So, they're, like, they're sitting at the edge of the sinkhole looking down on it. I think Marco says something like, this is our greatest victory, oh and I've God. never felt more depressed. Yes! 
because he goes, you know what the saddest thing is? And then Cassie goes, I don't know where to start. And then, yeah. he, and then he says his little line. Um, and then Tobias says, just when you think you couldn't get any more depressed, look who's dropping in and it's Visser 1. Because, of course, he, <laughs> oh much like God. a roach, he will survive everything. <laughs> like, that would be his ultimate morph. Is Yeah, it's just a big roach. Yeah. Just a big one. Just a huge, huge cockroach Imagine pottering over downtown. if this was, like, a comedy series and, like, they got him stuck as a oh, roach. Boy. And then he was, like, their little friend. If this was <gasps> a much less dark series. Oh, no. He would just be their little buddy. They could keep him in yeah. a terrarium. They could chat. They could hang out. They could ask him for military advice. They could uh, get, I'd watch it. They could get little helmet crowns to ride him like a little roach pony. Perfect. Get that boy a beautiful saddle. Oh. Get him a pet kitten. It'll be perfect. They could, like, give him a little, like, they could, like, paint his little carapace. <laughs> oh, my God. This book is so oh, dark. Boy. So the- I'm so desperate for anything to cling yeah. to. I was like, yes, let's talk about Roach Visser 3. That sounds great. Yeah. So the very end of the book is Axe thinking about how he can't, like, if he ever speaks to the Andalites again, he'd have to explain what he did, and they would probably never forgive him he would probably not be allowed to go home um yeah but he's thrown his lot in with humans and he goes through that thing about how humans are conflicting like they're violent but peace-loving he like goes through that list of like i think in book his first book way back when in book one yeah yeah, he talks about the contradictions of humanity yeah how like there are all these flaws but also they're the best hope we have and in and jake says thank you and like like to himself he calls jake prince jake but not to his face yeah (laughs) and that's just the end of the book that's it that's it it. we got two left (laughs) (laughs) same oh same hat big biggest deepest worm how are we gonna survive (laughs) my friend uh, only through your grace but other than that i do not know let's talk about uh some other fun stuff we've been reading and watching let's have a book yeah so the things that we've been taking in to survive this book (laughs) (laughs) um well i i was watching this anime called chahaya faru it's on crunchyroll um it's Mm -hmm. about this teenage girl who gets obsessed with this like japanese card game but it's like when i say card game i mean like from the 1700s or something um where you have yeah you were telling me about this and it took me a minute to really understand this game i had i think i only knew of it as like the nintendo company started making um decks of cards well this Uh is one of the the card games they printed um but it's like you have all these cards with these like classic poems on them and you put them on the you put them on the game board and like someone is reading out the poems in that like traditional japanese poem reading style where you're like practically singing them it sounds really cool Mm -hmm. um and you have to find the the card matching the poem before your opponent so it's like it seems like it should be a really stuffy boring game but it's like really intense where you're just like these kids are like slapping these cards and like the main character is like so obsessed with this game and she's so excited about getting other people to play with her and it's really good really cute and she like wants to get her friends to play with her and that's like her number one thing and it's really good and sweet oh man that sounds charming as hell and i'm also on board for friends recruiting friends for things that are not a war in this case it reminds me of like um how in uh, March Comes In Like a Lion, they play Go, and, like, a lot mm. of that is about, like, 
he ends up teaching Go to the, like, family that he has essentially taken him in, and they, like, are bonding over it. It's like that without, like, because March Comes in Like a Lion is really heartbreaking also, which is why uh-huh. I've been watching it super slowly, but Jihaya, Jihaya Furu is, like, a lot more light. Like, there are still those, like, classic anime moments of, like, hearing someone's tragic backstory, but it's a lot more about, like... <laughs> and that's how I got a paper yeah. cut from these cards, and I've never been the same. But it's a lot more about, like, Jahaya wants to get kids to join her um, club so she can be... It can be an official club. Oh, good. So she, okay, like, good. is finding these kids to be in it, and they, like, need to understand that she's genuinely passionate about this and wants them specifically... <laughs> to be in this club and it's really cute and this is like what i had to keep taking breaks to watch during this book because it was so brutal oh that sounds like the best possible yes, antidote it's on crunchyroll can watch good it. um you recommend i read this a while ago but i was thinking about it in terms of other stories about teens that go yeah. back and forth between lightheartedness and deep emotional oh devastation uh is cross yeah uh, the baseball manga, which is also about uh, growing up yeah. and uh, finding a way to navigate difficult emotions yeah. and using sports as a means of escape, but also like finding value in the things your friends love yeah. and like using your strength as part of a team. Yeah, like it's there's there's a part in the I think the first collected volume that's like mm-hmm. totally brutal in terms of like dealing with grief, yeah. but the rest of it is like delightful baseball fun yeah and it's like drawn yeah. so well like the art it's is so, so good it's like so like appealing to look at but also like the way he draws baseball is so genius like yeah like there are so um i think i got onto this when i was looking for like action things mm-hmm. to read or things that convey action in an interesting way and so much of it is like these dramatic gorgeous close-ups where you're focusing on like a tiny sliver of the baseball yeah. action like just the bat hitting the ball or just the ball in motion or just like the way the ball bends when you're yeah. in the middle of a hit. And it's also like... Um, and it's... Oh, no, you can... But it's also like he... Like, I know that the author of it has done many other baseball manga. Mm-hmm. And it's like he knows exactly how to... Like, the way to, to draw a ball, like, whizzing by and, like, hitting the mitt is to draw, like, the moment after. Like, you don't need to draw... Yeah. Like, your mind... The reader's mind has already gotten from you're always gonna fill it yeah. in much faster than you can draw it on the page like that's just a good yeah. rule in general but it's done yeah, so it's effectively so, like, in this manga yeah it's like he doesn't half the time he doesn't need to draw background like he knows exactly what he actually has to draw to get you to like understand it's so efficient yeah, it's so yeah, good. it's so smart <laughs> it's so good it's yeah. also like that like really good 80s manga art that's mm-hmm. like kind of round and soft and like appealing to look at. Right. So even when <laughs> things are uh, absolutely brutal, you can oh hang on to that. It's very this pretty. Is a- Who is a, a nonth? I was talking to a nonth about this and other works by the same author. Um, and like, even though with the first time I read it, I felt like that particularly brutal moment came out of nowhere. Like looking back on it, one thing a nonth pointed out is how well, like, grief is kind of woven into even the high points of the story like there's always an undercurrent of like things might be good for the main character but somebody else is always having a hard time or like there's always like an undertone to childhood that's about like loss and like the weird ways nostalgia can like poison your memories of a thing which is like it's so good it's so good it's it's also framed as if he's telling you about his like i remember back then my childhood which is like you're kind of bracing for something to happen, but I think I, mm-hmm. I didn't expect this like baseball comic to 
go there, yeah. but it, it's dealt with so well. Like, it's such a, like, it's not overblown, but it's also, like, totally devastating um, in a mm-hmm. way that, like... It's so thoughtful and compelling. Yeah, it's, like, the way, like, a kid experiences that kind of thing, too, where, like, yeah. you kind of don't understand all of it, but also you understand way more than adults think you do. And it's it's yeah. just really, really good. And most of it is lighthearted, so don't, yeah. don't be completely <laughs> put off by that. <laughs> right. You could use it as a chaser. Yeah. You just might need like a, a lesser chaser yeah. in between. <laughs> it's yeah. chasers all the way down. We can't stop. We do also both love Delicious and Dungeon, which is delightful. Yes. Oh my God. I finally read yes. the fifth volume and it's it's so exactly my yeah. jam. I'm like, so good. <laughs> I feel like I've been read to <laughs> filth, but I love it. I love Fallen. I, I love, love everyone. I love, I love, I love Laos, even though he's a Oh, he's horrible, but he's great. And I love him. He just just loves monsters in a pure, pure, intense way. He would what what greater love than the desire to consume? He would would love every viscer one morph, but he would want to eat. Oh, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one makes its own fire? Mm, Interesting. That would that would taste real good braised over a fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that yeah, unequivocally, unequivocally is like that's a lighthearted, delicious yeah. dish of a of a thing you yeah. can read if you need to pick oh, me that's up. So good, and it's gorgeous and wonderful and very so heartfelt good. and touching. Yeah, and really yeah. funny. I cannot yeah, say enough so superlatives good. about this book. I love it. That's yeah. like my one of the only manga that I'm actually following as it comes out. And like mm-hmm, every every new volume, I'm like putting it on my calendar. Like this is the day it comes out. I can get it on the day, <laughs> and I can read it. Uh yeah, serial narratives are yeah. magical. There's something nice about them. Uh, so. I feel better. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I needed book corner I'm badly. I'm so grateful yeah. <laughs> that we could talk about these anime and manga teens and mm, survive. Me too. So next up is uh, book 53, The Answer, which is the last book with just one narrator. Because ah. then the last book is all of the kids taking turns. That's smart. I was actually thinking in like this book that I... As much as I love Axe getting to narrate it, I was kind of wishing that at this point all the kids had a turn because there were so many points where yeah. I was like, Axe is watching someone else go through something and we hardly get any Axe in this point. I wish we just had that scene. So I'm excited that the last yep. book is essentially a Megamorphs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Megamorphs. But one of the better one of the better me- Megamorphs. Yeah. Oh my God. That's it. That's the subtitle. So we will catch you next time. Yeah, if you want to find us online in the meantime, we're on Twitter at Morph Clubcast or using the hashtag Morph Clubcast. We also have a Facebook group also called Morph Clubcast where you can share whatever you want to talk about Animorphs in a longer format. Yeah, if you got a, if you got a good meme, if you got a fanfic recommendation, if you got a hawk that yeah. visited oh your building and you just want to share, I love you that. You have a like very um, complicated question about Animorphs stuff that you can't fit into 240 characters. <laughs> Someone in the yeah. group will be able to help you out. You should definitely hit yeah, them up. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, the one request is at this point, if you want to talk about the end of the series, make sure you run that through uh, rot13.com, which is like a, it'll jumble yeah. the text so that people can choose whether they want to look at spoilers yeah. or not. So, It cool. also feels like you're like a cool spy. A spy. <laughs> yeah. I am going to go watch the Americans Ooh. later tonight and be like, oh, I'm just I like them. more of that. Um, yeah. And if you want to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, that's a huge help because it helps other people find the show. And we 
need to share yeah, our sorrow <laughs> so that we can better survive <laughs> the last two books. Um, and you can support Carrie on Patreon at patreon.com slash Carrie Draws. And you can support Megan, who does all of the production and editing for the show on Patreon at Megan Brennan. So we will go cry next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to cry continually <laughs> un- up till and through the not, end of this book. It will not stop until we finish. It will not cease. So, that's it. That's the See end. See you next Bye. time. <laughs> Bye! Bye!